The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. I remember years ago, my dad sent me an email with a cartoon that he'd found in a magazine, and it was a, a dog sat at a computer and it said a thought bubble coming out of the dog's head. And it said, nobody knows I'm a dog on the internet. And it was like this idea that anybody <laughs> can be anybody behind a computer screen. And it, it makes you wonder, doesn't it? it? This wasn't the point it was making, but it makes you wonder when you see somebody's email address or, or their name inside your email marketing platform, how do you know these people are even real? How do you know that email address is real? No, you're bang on. You don't know who's out there. You don't know what's on your list. Even if you've got a, piddle, a little tiddler of a list, you don't know how many people are real. So he bought a PS4 in order to improve his work-life balance. Please welcome hypnotist Robert Temple. And he never went to a PE, like a sports lesson, is it, in his entire school career? The lazy sod. It's the mind reader. It's Kennedy. Hello, welcome to the show. Rob and Kennedy Do you know how I got out of doing PE? Can I didn't tell you the story? Just say no. I literally did. I just said... The teacher was like, why haven't you got your shorts? I'm like, because I'm not doing it. And he said, what's your excuse? Have you hurt yourself? I said, no, it's just not for me. I'm busy eating this pie. No, I was... Yes. Hello, this is Rob and Kennedy. Hello. The email marketing heroes. Hello, email marketing hero friends. Welcome again to the show. Dead excited. So we've got, we're joined by Steve Wagner on this episode, Rob. I've got three statements for you. One of these is true about Steve. I've right? never got one of these. I'm determined to get Have this Have you actually one. never got one right yet? Nope. Okay, it's because I'm really good at making shit up. Okay, here we go. So either, it's one of three. He either puts crisps, or in the States they would call them chips, mm-hmm. in his ice cream, mm-hmm. or... He has an albatross on his wall at home, mm-hmm. or he loves metal covers of regular songs. It's one of those three things. So the albatross would either mean he's a massive fan of Monty Python or Fleetwood Mac. Right, one okay. Of the two. I, 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 I'm sure you're working out today, Rob. I love you. <laughs> um, There's no points to working out, by the way. Or, um, what was the last one? So you've, uh, the last one was metal, he loves metal covers of regular songs. I think that he has. It's tricky. I've, I've, I've done a good one, haven't I? I think he probably puts. Oh, I don't know. I think he likes metal covers of regular songs. And Steve, what's the truth? Well, the streak continues. Uh, unfortunately, you're wrong. I like to put chips in my ice cream. Really? <laughs> yes. Because oh, you changed it to say crisps, I thought, and then had to correct yourself yeah. for the American. Yeah. I thought, ah, no, that's that's too far removed. There you go. There you go. I did a good job there. There you, you go. Did. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Hey, it's really, really good. We want to talk about obviously verifying people on the internet. And that's kind of what you've made a business, an entire business out of. That's what you do for a living day in, day out. Let's talk about like, I mean, surely, look, I'm using an internet, I'm using an email marketing platform. I'm writing my lovely email. And people want to hear from you, don't they? I mean, they've opted in. They've downloaded my 300 step process for the thing I'm really good at. Surely that's not my problem to verify email addresses. That's what the email marketing provider takes care of. That's what I thought. 
Well, it's not true. They actually put that burden on you. So that's where, you know, Webula comes into play and, and really helps send email, you know, more confidently. We, we help identify several different levels of threats out there. Uh, things from things that will hurt your sender reputation, uh, things uh, that will hurt, uh, you know, from a fraudulent standpoint, uh, they'll hurt de- deliverability and probably more importantly, they'll hurt your conversion. So we, uh, we identify uh, lots of different kinds of threats out there in your list, provide that information back to you and then let you make more intelligent email marketing decisions. I love it. Okay, so let's dig into the kind of stuff that we can be doing. The first thing we were talking about just before we started on the episode, we were talking about not everybody who opts into your list is a real email address. They're not all real. I mean, that sounds terrifying if we've not come across that before. Yeah, I mean, there, one thing I learned, you know, coming on board of this organization as a former, you know, email marketer, there was a lot more threats out there than, than I originally uh, you know, intended. I think we all understand bots. Uh, we all understand, um, you know, spam traps and things of that nature. But there, there are several other things out there like disposable domains. Um, there are, uh, you know, phishing attacks. There are, you know, complainers, you know, people, you know, just, just different levels of threats that all have that same impact and, and really don't, met, you know, get you to the inbox uh, as often as you need. So, and I think you're, you're, you're so worried about amassing um, uh, such a large list to help improve your scale. You really kind of leave quality at the door. So Webby's can help you with that. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So let's go, for, let's do this in a chronological way. Cause I'm a very simple man and I want to make sure we do this in a very chronological way. The first thing we can do perhaps is to make sure the people who join our list and the the first place are really good, uh, solid email addresses. Have you got some advice for us mere mortals who don't have the superpowers of Webula? What we can actually do to and put in place at that point? Is there anything we can do? Yeah, I think it's the, the old garbage in, garbage out, you know, type scenario. I think the first thing you need to do right off the bat is ensure that you have some kind of solution that can catch, uh, you know, a fat fingered email um, or a misinput, uh, you know, company name or, or whatever piece of information you're capturing. You know, capture that at the at the get go. I think we've all seen those solutions where you put something in uh, in a form incorrectly, and, and a little red, you know, uh, error comes up at the bottom and says, you know, please put a real email address in. You know, Steve, and uh, that that's a really important thing, you know, to, to do right off the bat, because that, that kind of stops um, the siphoning, uh, you know, of bad data into your email marketing system or your CRM and or your sales operation system right from the get go. Sure. Um, and is, is there a way, I mean, would you say that double opt-in is a way of overcoming that by making somebody go and verify they really, that really is their email address? Is that the be all end all or is that just one solution? It, it can be, it, it, you know, it, it can be a very effective way. I think, you know, invariably though, um, like anything else, people are going to get around that. Um, people are going to be able to, to get around any solution, but once they're in your list, then, you know, using a solution, you know, e- an email hygiene solution to identify those different kind of threats and, and a, you know, place a tag on those folks is really important information to have to help you segment and then ultimately personalize those better, those messages a lot better. So we've got two things there. Obviously when you build your landing page or whatever, most of the platforms that you use most of the ones i've seen anyway that you can use to build your like your your landing page will allow you to say make sure that this thing here that they put in this box looks like an email address in other words it's, it's something not the structure at something dot something which means that at least if they've just like you said fat fingers i do it all the time just, instead of the full they've stop. just mistyped something sure. then you know that that's good that's going to overcome them and then of course you've got double opt-in as kennedy just said that's going to help you now it doesn't help you so much if somebody's got one of these disposable emails that in three to three days time is going to blow up but that's a different issue for the, we're talking we'll about back the to initial that. but yeah. just in terms of getting them in the gate right. that means that actually they 
can't get through the opt-in page if they haven't got what looks like a real email address and they can't get on to the email address so they can't stay there for very long unless they can at least get to that inbox so that's the, that's the a really good starting point okay cool now is that's it- that's two things i think i didn't really a lot of the time i've never really considered i've just thought people put their email address in and occasionally you scroll down you can see somebody's opted in with shit at shithead.com because they think because <laughs> they're because <laughs> they think they're hilarious uh, but generally most of them are not going to catch your eye you know so that's that's a really good starting point i think for for this conversation for sure okay awesome so now we've got people on our list and we're using maybe, I mean, there are some great things. There's some great tools you can plug into the back end of your opt-in form that goes and says, hey, is that a real domain name or is that, you could, there's some really nice tools to go and do that. Definitely worth considering that stuff. So now they're on our list. Grand. What should we do now to improve the hygiene of the people who are on our list? What are the things we can do ourselves initially just to go and check out, actually go and run this thing tomorrow and the next week? What could we do, Steve? You certainly can, uh, you know, again, run run the file uh, against a solution like Webula um, and identify, uh, you know, basically get a, a a spit out of that of that file um, flagged with the appropriate threats, you know, and then ultimately, you know, you decide what kind of threats are, are you know, no goes for you, no fly zones for you. Um, what are okay because that's just the nature of your business. Um, you know, certainly, uh, you know, we recommend you know things like fraud and, and reputation threats. You know, we should you should probably definitely you know stay away from those as much as possible, is because you know, that's ultimately going to get you into a, a blacklisting situation. You know, potentially, and um, you know that's certainly something that we advise. But you know, when we get to you know delivery threats and conversion threat kind of conversations, it can get a little more gray. Um, but I, I think having a regular um, you know file, um, a cleansing process, and that 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 regularity is ultimately dependent upon how many new records that you're collecting, right? So that can be different from customer to customer, but basically having a regularity of that process helps you, um, you know, just be as clean as possible and okay. have that hygiene as best as possible. As okay. Best so as let's can. just really take this down to bottom basics. So without even going or a professional like yourselves, cause obviously we know there's professionals like yourselves out there and we're going to have loads of links over to you guys in the show notes, which we'll link people up to in just a moment's time. But what are the kind of things we could be doing internally ourselves? just with what we've already got to improve our list hygiene what can we be doing what can we be doing there well, I mean, I think, you know, following just basic good email, uh, you know, hygiene practices, I mean, I think, you know, buying lists is a, is a, you know, a no-go. I, I def- definitely stay away from that. I think the the temptation is there, especially if you're a new marketer trying to make an impact on an organization and try to to launch a new demand generation channel, you know, or make a bigger impact with the email marketing side. There, there's always that, that, um, that so temptation to do so. precious of the source of that data. Love that. Right. Okay, great. Yeah. Love that. I, I think that that's a really big one for me. I think, um, you know, level setting, you know, just how, uh, how when's the last time that, that email engaged, you know, with you and just be having an honest conversation around, should I, should I be keeping this guy along because it helps me get to that magic number of 50,000 on my list? Um, you know, it, does, you know, it, it goes back to that quantity and quality conversation. You know, that right. we so had if, like, if you notice a night that somebody has not opened a single email from you for X amount of time, then they, you can go a little further than that. I know that I've got a section in my Infusionsoft engagement reporting that flags people up. So it runs all the t- every 30 days and it flags people up if they have received emails from me, but never opened them. In other words, not that they haven't opened them in the last 30 days, but like they've never opened a single email because then that goes into a particular section of, of disengage. disengage, doesn't it? Like that's, 
that's disengaged to the hilt. Yeah, yeah. It's so, like they can't even see you. Like you're like the invisible man to them. Because aren't you? that could well be that person's either been opted in by somebody else by accident because they've got you know Jonathan spelt wrong at their website John- address, or Jonathan, or like it could just be you know a made up email address. Yes. So I think yes. that's one to watch out for. So that's a really good one if your system allows you to do that. I like that. And then obviously watching for that massive level of disengagement, something we can do uh, as well. You said something really interesting before, which is you sort of broke them down into like a number of different categories of, of problem that we could be looking for. So obviously there's not just the, the one that, that immediately springs to my mind, and we've mentioned it a couple of times, is fake email addresses, or not necessarily fake, tracks, wrong yeah, email addresses. So mm-hmm. if you were to break them down into the different types of threats so that we know what categories there actually are. Could you give us like the top few? And, yeah, a li- sure. and, and actually a little definition of what those things really mean. Yeah, so we, we look at it at a high level based on these four categories, reputation threats. You know, these are your spam. These are your moles, your you know, your seated trackers, um, your, you know, recycled bounces. You know, there's v- various levels there that, that hurt your sender reputation. Right? Okay, great. So that was what I wanted to get at. They're, they're, they're going to yep. they're gonna actually damage your ability to deliver. That's right. right. They will cool. they will ruin they will ruin your email credit score. You know your sender reputation score, it's right? If, if doing it over a long period it? of time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very cool. So that's the first one. Is reputation? Okay, love that risk. Yeah, and then, so then we got fraud threats. You know, these are your fishers. You know, your bots, your your spammers. You know, your bogus usernames. You know, things of that nature. You know, so what are they just, trying to do? When you say fraud, you think, well, I'm sending them the email. Like, wh- what could they be doing? What what's the what's the naughtiness behind the curtain there? Well, I think with that one, you know, depend, especially in, in the retail market, for example, you know, people will create these fake email addresses to get as many 20% off coupons, you know, as possible for, for a campaign that you have, right? You know, it, it's all about um, volume, you know, volume scam game, you know, basically for them. Uh, and so that's what we typically see with a lot of our customers. I saw an interesting thing not that long ago. And uh, I, I spoke to a few other people in this or as well, where I was getting long sequences of numbers like four nine two three six two 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 one two three at, and then some sort of very random looking domain name, uh-huh. and they were all being added to my list very quickly. But they had no tags, no forms. Like they'd they'd somehow been like injected in some somewhere, and there was no explanation for where that was coming from. So presumably that's a bot of some description. That's terrifying. Okay, so we've got reputation, we've got fraud. What what have we got next? Delivery threats. So these are your your duplicates. Uh, these are you know the uh, invalid you know generic top level domains. You know you know our email doesn't follow a specific role implemented by a domain. You know these these are um, things that will just generally never deliver okay. upon send you know, upon pressing send. Okay. Which again is going to harm your like ability to deliver in future to the people who are legit. I guess that's correct. Exactly. Awesome. And then lastly is the conversion threats. So these are your shadow domains. You know, we, uh, you know, people who are deceased, unfortunately, you know, that, that since the last time that you sent the email, um, no longer with us, uh, you know, military education. Um, one of the more interesting ones under this category that I like are something we call screamer. Um, these are actually people who are constant complainers, you know, folks that actually will, um, you know, report your, you know, report receiving email multiple times over a certain time period. And, and um, identifying those folks can be a really effective tactic and, and you know again staying out of the, the blacklisting right? there's something really interesting about because obviously some email marketing platforms have a bit of a problem if you've got rule-based emails like info at or con- contact at or support at and, and i sort of understand mm-hmm. that but actually if you think about like academic ones so dot dot edu in the states dot ac dot uk in the uk <laughs> like the ones where i was a student for a period of time and then i graduated and i'm probably not going to use that email address again like a lot of the time 
I would never have thought of those as being problematic, but you're right, in, in one <clears throat> to four years' time, that person That's may gonna no be out, use that email address anymore. Yeah, bloody hell. I know. Yeah, I'm, right. yeah, wow. Okay, that's absolutely insane. So uh, so what, what would you say for us right now is the, the thing we should go out and just, even before we speak to you, just to have a bit of a go ourselves, what's the thing we should go and sort of have a look at inside of our email marketing platform now just to just to give ourselves a bit of peace of mind, because we've basically come along like lawyers today and said the world is going to end, <laughs> and we want to give a little bit of confidence to everybody that we can do something about it. So, Steve, what we're going to do just as a little thing we can do. I think you mentioned it earlier. You know, fi- find out from your ESP what their process is. If they have uh, have their own internal solution, if they have a um, uh, you know a, uh, you know kind of a whitelisted option for you to to kind of you know give you that backing, right? Okay. Um, I think right off the bat, that's a, that's a perfect thing, you know, for you to do. And then you know, then obviously, I would say test it, right? You know, challenge it. Um, you know, uh, you conduct a free test, you know, or or you know, do some kind of uh, other activity that that. Um, um, that gives you results back and kind of, you know, flags these different threats potentially and just see how, see how bad your list is. You know, there's, there's plenty of customers um, that come to us that necessarily, you know, thought they were a lot worse off than they were. Right. Or, you know, the opposite. Right. So just, I think a a good level setting exercise is is really what I would prescribe for anyone who can't remember the last time that their list was clean or if it ever at all. Right. So uh, that would be my prescription. And I know we've got listeners who've got either a really niche business with a micro list all the way up to people who are really what we would call heavy users. At what Mm. point, obviously, there's a point at which it's probably too small to really think that this is an important thing for now in that you might say 20 people. You might think, well, you probably know who Mm. they are to some to to some level because you might have met them at events or whatever. But at what point would you say until you must know this for your market in terms of um, Mm -hmm. What size list is like, if you're not doing this, you are mad? I think it's not necessarily a question of size. It's a question of mix. I think if you have a heavy customer, you know, list or your regular engagers, people that you know a lot about, uh, they've purchased your products and services. I would say that you don't need to do this kind of activity if it's a very small list. But I think if your mix is heavy in prospects and you're collecting new data new people every single day are coming up to your site and they're filling out a form in order to get more information from you or to get that free whatever you know something like that to get to get get in the game you know get into your email marketing game i think that is the the more important question and what we prescribe to folks very cool love love it any final bits from you, Rob? I'm interested to know, obviously, we can run this. Uh, this is something we could sort of do and we could use a service like Webula and we can run it straight away to our entire existing list, but also like on an ongoing basis as people join the list. But obviously, if somebody joins my list today and they pass my test with flying colors, but in three years time, they may not be. How often should we be running individual subscribers through some sort of test? That's always contingent upon how often you're acquiring new ones, right? So, you know, it's your, I think every customer has their own tolerance level, you know, for that. I think if you're collecting thousands of names every single day that you want to be doing that pretty regularly, you know, probably twice a month, three times a month. Um, If you're collecting, uh, you know, just a a few hundred people um, over a quarter, then, you know, once a quarter, twice a quarter may be good. I don't think there's one perfect answer to that question, but I think it is contingent upon just how often you're collecting new folks. Cool. Yeah, for sure. Okay, time to get into subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. Subject line of the week, just in case you hadn't guessed, that's what it is. Um, so what is your subject line of the week, please, Steve? 
I like the good old standard, you know, what I call the dear John email, the subject line being, you know, it, it, it must, it's not you, it must be me, um, okay. where you've tried to connect with that person. Um, and they obviously haven't responded. So you throw that one last, you know, hell Mary, uh, email, uh, with that subject line across in my experience, you'd be surprised how often just getting an answer, you know, is so valuable with that. Right. So I think that's a really good subject line. Yeah, I Very think it's cool. really good. And it, like you say, it's sort of, it's one of those, kind of, it plays into a cliche, but they want to know why. They, I think it's, it's really, really powerful. I love that. That is this week's subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. Okay, so if people want to find out more about you and what you guys are all doing over there, where on earth do we go? Tell us where to go. Well, to find uh, Webula, you simply go to www.webula.com and find all things out about our solution there. Uh, personally, for me, you can find me at Twitter at Stephen B. Wagner uh, or, um, or via our social media assets uh, at Webula on Twitter, uh, LinkedIn page, uh, Facebook. We're all over the bloody place, basically. So that means we're going to link to all of those places in the show notes, which you will find over at theemailmarketingshow.com slash naughty for those naughty email addresses that get in and mess up all of our fun. Yes, indeed. So, Steve, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Folks listening, if you haven't already, make sure you head over and subscribe to the Email Marketing Show on your favourite podcast player so that you don't miss out on anything. Next week, we'll be back with more cracking email marketing advice. And if you've got a question about email marketing, remember you can send us your listeners' question that we will play and answer on the Email Marketing Show. You can do that by sending us a voice message through Instagram at Robin Kennedy or by going to the email marketingshow.com anyway steve thank you so much that's it for another week thanks guys appreciate it cheers the email those naughty email addresses show.